In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my co-host, Christy Holly. Hello there. And we have a great show this week. We have Bob Woolsey from Women Are Our Future. We have Rona Brynan from, we are pronouncing her name correctly. Oh, we are. <laughs> from henceforward. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, I kept saying Brynan, 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 but, but it is actually Brynan. Oh, never corrected us before. Just because she was very nice about it. This is true. But then she busted me this weekend. <laughs> She's like, hey, Lucy, you want to get my name right? But she really didn't say that. She was very polite about it. So what did you guys talk about? You. Me, <laughs> me, great. <laughs> well, we talked about Rick too. Does that count? Yes, yes. yes. We talked about our fit to strip challenge. Yeah, yeah. What else? Uh, we talked about how you're a very cute California girl. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> As opposed to the jaded New Yorker over here. Ah, <laughs> uh, so do we have any guests online with us today? Is Rona here? No. Rona. What about Ricky? She said hello. There is. Do we have Ricky? I'm here. I'm here. So, Rona, we are doing better this week on our Fit to Strip Challenge. Yay. And we're going to have some accountability moments. Christy, why don't you tell us what good things happened to you this week and um, what you're wearing on your ankles during the radio show. (laughs) Oh, well, this week I've been exercising I and I actually went to your house. You were sweaty and red-faced, dripping with sweat. I was stinky, too. You did smell. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but it was a good smell. I know. It was, it was a, a workout good... smell. I know. That, that I can be proud of. I was <laughs> proud of that smell. Yes. I did my spin bike for that day. I did, it was on there for an hour and 20 minutes. Thank That's you awesome. very much. Very good. And, and then I've been... Well, here's what I've been doing, is I've been cleaning my house with my ankle weights on. That's a good thing. Rona, what do you think? Weighing in? Good points? Perhaps. I mean, no, I'm not to undermine it, but I don't think, you know, there's pros and cons to that because it puts a lot of extra stress on your joints, like your knees and ankles. Well, it was, it's only five pounds. It's two and, two and a half for each foot, so it's like if I would have gained five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm walking around with that, and at the end of the day, it's like I lost five pounds. Good effort. <laughs> That's true. You could actually step on the scale with your ankle weights, take the ankle weights <laughs> off, and go, oh, my God, I lost five pounds. I know. So awesome. Well, but i got to tell you, since you've been working out this week, 
Um, Christy came in. Usually she comes into work. And Rick, you'll back me up on this, right? What does she usually wear? She's pretty much always dressed in some kind of ensemble in black. Yes. <laughs> For the most but part. today, she has on a very cute pair of jeans. She has a little ruffly tank top um, and looks absolutely adorable. Oh, well, thank you. So do you think that working out, adding the regimen into your week has made you, you know, even though we don't see any exponential changes, you know, in one week, when you work out, you feel better about yourself and you dress better? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I feel better, and I want to look better, so, you know. Yeah. Let's go see what Rick's wearing. Yeah. We're going to go in the other office here, take a look. What are you wearing today, Rick? Oh. <laughs> Tan shorts? Those are gray. Oh, they're actually. gray. <laughs> He's got a cool shirt on, like a it's surf a shirt. It's a shirt. Doesn't it look more like healthy and athletic, though? You do? You look, you look very powerful? Yeah. You yeah? Look, you look like right. you've been working out this Talk. week? No. Oh, we got gray socks on? They almost matches mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just wear thongs, my love. Just wear thongs. Yes. <laughs> sure. Because you gave him a thumbs down. On this. But you know what? you got to admit, it's better than the black ankle socks he usually wears. Yeah. No, they're actually knee high, usually. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, hey, Rick, how did you do this week? You know, I did okay. Now, I'd have to share this story real quick. Last week on Thursday... I went up to Oxnard to the beach to visit my girlfriend and her family. And, you know, I kind of got, a, you know, some color and some tan going on, which I seems to me if you get some more color, it makes you look, I don't know about looking thinner, but you look yes. better. So that's not yes. really a diet. Tan <laughs> fat is way better than white fat. Exactly. Brown fat, better than white fat. Exactly, High five yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, probably not going to do good. Rona, we're going to have you weigh in on the, the brown fat versus white <laughs> fat issue from a health standpoint. Well, you know what? You know me. I've got to come up with something healthy. Sun helps you make more vitamin D, which See? is the immune system, <laughs> and helps prevent – they've come up with, like, 12 different cancers it helps prevent and helps, um, you know, like I said, it um, because it's strengthening your immune system, helps prevent a lot of different illnesses, even colds and flus and whatnot. Almost as powerful, they were saying, over the winter as getting a flu shot is actually taking some vitamin D. But lots of sun, you're going to make more. That's great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, hey, what if you get, like, a really bad sunburn? Does that kind of counteract any of the positive benefits? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Yeah, he does have kind of the lobster thing going. His shoulders were pretty burned. Yeah, Christy's actually working out, Rona. I want to tell you, Christy's <laughs> actually doing like leg curls, and working out while we're on head. the radio show. Yeah. We are kidding. Now, Christy, do you feel more energetic since you've been working out? Would you say or no? I would say yes. I would, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. So you know what yes. I ask about? Because a lot of people say, "Well, I don't have the energy today. You know, I'm tired. I don't. I just can't get myself to work out today." But once you get going, you start usually feeling a little bit more energetic after about five, ten minutes into it. Have you noticed that at all? Or oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know that I love exercise once I start doing it. It's the whole like just getting out there and doing it. And after like the first first or second day that I exercise, then I exercise every day. That's how it works with me. It's all or nothing. All or nothing. I'm an all or nothing girl, All too. or nothing, which is not good all the time, but when it's all, it's good. Yeah. 
But I got to tell you, your energy is different. Your color is different. You come in looking cute as a button, oh, and you. you ate really good. I have to say, Rick, don't you think we all ate good today? I mean, Christy, you had your Boca burger, or two of them. I had two patties, no bun, stuck together with something. Like a little bit of mayonnaise, mustard, um, well, salsa. We ate Subway, so I guess that's yeah, yeah that's pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's healthy. I mean, I mean, mine was good. It was roast beef and and yeah, uh, tuna. So yeah, yeah, tuna. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Rona, we're gonna have to weigh in on the tuna. Good or bad? Tuna. No, tuna's good for you. Well, it's the mayonnaise part not so good, but the tuna itself is good. But remember the mercury in fish, so you want to limit fish intake to two to three times a week top. But tuna's great. Helps um, real, you know, omega three fats helps lower triglycerides. Nice and healthy, but keep it light on the mayo. <laughs> so when, if you think, like, it's better to make your own tuna as opposed to going out and buying it because you don't know what they've put in it, right? What do you mean, like, a, if you go buy tuna salad, you mean? Or? Yeah. You're going and buying a tuna Subway sandwich. We don't know exactly what. I'm not trying just, to. Yeah, I mean, you don't. It's, I always feel, you know, you know what you're putting in it when you make it yourself, and you can even cut back more so on the mayo because they want it to taste good. You right. want it to be healthy, you know. So, but better to get a tuna sandwich out than a hamburger out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm making my hamburger at home tonight. <laughs> I am. We got some like Angus burgers. We're having a barbecue, having some people over. And uh, we're having hamburgers and hot dogs and, and uh, my one hamburger allotment for the week. Good girl. That's good. I, I did see them out on the counter, everyone. <laughs> it's true. Right. It's true. She's not going to buy one. There is food in my house. <laughs> it's true. Did you see how good my fridge looks, though, with all the happy fruits and vegetables in there? Yeah, I wanted to stick my hands in there and get some. <laughs> and are you gonna, you're doing good. You're doing really good. Yeah, I think we all are. I think it's a good week. So, um, do we dare tell Rona what we did last week with the... No. Yes. Wait, what did we do? Well, do you remember Rona said we should put money in that jar, which we have a big, clear oh, acrylic jar? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't what, share that story. What did you do? Take it out and go buy a burger? What What happened? Are <laughs> 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 you following us? <laughs> we did. For part of our weight loss challenge, Rona asked us to get a container that we could see and put money in it, and we did drop some money in it. And then if we gain weight, we have to put $5, and if we lose weight, we just don't do anything. <laughs> so we made our own rule, and um, we took the money out, and we went to the liquor store, and we bought three nitros and a bag of, what did we buy a bag of? <gasps> you did some not. <laughs> Something. It was that chip mix, the chip mix that Ricky turned us on to. It has baked chips in it, too. But it had, like, Cheetos and... Are you kidding me? You're... <gasps> no, no! <laughs> we did, but we put the money back in. But the good news is, is all of us got right back on track, and we worked out this week. I had my workouts. Christy, you had your workouts. Rick, did you have your workouts this week? I haven't. I've been usually no no fewer than three times a week I've been working out, so that's that's something new. So, so there you go. Uh, so would you say our sum total of 
Um, sum total of our week, Christy, how would you say you did on your diet, nutrition, and fitness? I would say I did great. Rick? Uh, I said I did, I think I did okay. Not as good as I should, but not as bad as I was, I'll be honest. Yeah, no, I think I've been, I mean, from the, the Fit to Strip Challenge start, which is like a little over a month ago, would you say you made significant changes? I mean, I made significant changes based on Rona's advice. And, I mean, I went from multiple hamburgers during the week. I completely changed what's in my fridge for me and the kids. And I've not done so great on the Diet Coke. That's the one where I've really fallen down on the job. Mm. One thing, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? But, it's you know, you can't make all your changes at once. And if even if you decreased it a little bit, it's still good, right? It's good. All right, you guys, we are going to go to commercial break. I am here with Christy Holly, Rick Swanson, and Rona Brynan, and we will be back after the break. your show motherhood talk radio giving you interesting inspiring and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation this is motherhood talk radio and we'll be right back after these girlfriended is on Togginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holland. Hey, mamas, it's Sandra Beck here at Motherhood Talk Radio, and I'm here with a 
very disgruntled <laughs> Christy Holly. <laughs> I am. It's well, the leg weight thing, it, huh? Yes, it's the leg weight thing, Rona. <laughs> I am going to put up a nutrition cam in your <laughs> in your uh, houses. You guys, that is bad. <laughs> well, we toasted you. We actually, we all said to Rona in our weight loss effort, you know, it wasn't that we were mocking. We were just mocking basically our own idiocy with these diet <laughs> or these diet nitro drinks. But but you have made a huge difference, Rona, in all three of us, because Christy wouldn't have gotten back on the wagon without right, it. Right, right, right. I wouldn't have completely redone my nutritional habits. Yes. And Shrek, well, I don't know. Well... He's not on the air anymore, so we can feel free to mock him at will. <laughs> but so, Rona, what I'd like to share, um, what I'd like you to share for us this week is, um, is uh, you know, what, what would you like us? <laughs> we know what you would like us not to do, um, but what would you like us to work on this week? Uh, you know, is it um, are we adding more fruits and vegetables to our diet? Are we working on a Mediterranean thing? What what would you like us to do this week? Yeah, and I want to talk about the Mediterranean diet at another time, and then we'll make suggestions on that. But how about for this week, let's get back to what we originally were talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, making sure we get a fruit and or a vegetable at each meal. So like your burgers and hot dogs tonight, Sandra, (laughs) make sure there's at least, you know, a fruit or a vegetable. You know, make sure, because remember, it's not all about losing weight and dieting. It's about eating healthy. Right. We're supposed to get, like, five, at least five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. So, you know, if you do one in each meal, that's about three. So let's maybe, how about set that for a goal? Rona, is drinking a V8 um, juice acceptable as a fruit, or a, not a fruit, because that's not fruit, mm-hmm. a vegetable-like serving? Would you, if you can't, like, eat all that, can you, would that be acceptable to you? It's, it's not, I mean, like, really in all fairness, it's not the same. I mean, it's better than drinking a soda, but it's been processed and canned and you just lose a lot, a lot of nutrients. You know, the whole point of eating like raw fruits, raw fruits and vegetables, you get all this fiber and vitamins and minerals that are antioxidants and, you know, that help um, prevent chronic diseases. But when it's been processed and canned and, and they add salt and it's sitting in that tin, you know, it really... Well, that, yes, that makes, like, wow. <laughs> it makes me want to go drink one right now. Because I'd rather you drink that than soda, but you asked. Well, I but that's know. what we need to hear. Yeah, no, 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 that was good because they do have, you know, the V8 infusion and, you know, the V8 juice, which I had like a little can of it, and I was like, oh, this is good, and it says it's a little serving of your vegetables. But, you know, I was just wondering if that was like equivalent so would you rather we juice our own vegetables? Well, okay, don't know. look at me that way. <laughs> I own a juicer. Okay, it's made okay. by Jacqueline. I got it at Costco. It, like, it would grind up my arm if I stuck it in there. <laughs> arm juice. Arm juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to a new protein drink. Here, drink my arm. <laughs> you totally agree. <insane. laughs> well, yeah, because you probably lose 20 pounds cutting off your arm. Yeah. Yeah, fresh. But, um, Fresh juicing is great, but it does take a lot of time and prepping and cleaning and all that. So, I mean, but just grabbing, you know, an apple and orange right now in the summer, that we're, there's so much in season, you know. So it's better actually just to eat the whole fruit. But, you know, if you want to go juice, that's phenomenal. We'll have to add that to our cooking party, how to make some great um, fruit and vegetable smoothies. Okay. Ooh, that would be good. That would be good. I had an apple and watermelon today as I'm thinking 
Good reminiscing about what I have eaten today. Good for you. I had my vegetables. I had tomatoes and lettuce and onions. Was good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, thanks, Rona. I appreciate it. We all appreciate all that you yes. do to help yes, us. Yes, yes. We are like ungrateful children. And believe it or not, we are making changes, even though they're not all at once. No, um, I you every are. Every day. But. see it. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. You'll, you'll see. see. We'll make you proud. We won't let you down. I promise. Even you though we aren't rotten right. children. Speak <laughs> for yourself. Mm. All right. So, should we move on to our next segment? Let's do it. Okay. We have... Thank you, Rona. Thank you, Rona. Bye. We'll see you next week. Okay. Okay. All right. We have Bob Wolsey joining us for today's show, and he's just an amazing, amazing man. He's got so many great things going on, and he actually knows a lot about nutrition, even though the show is not about nutrition. Right, Bob? Yes, I do. Yes, you do. And you are also a water aerobics instructor. Is that correct? Ooh. That's exactly right. I know. I mean, he's a, he's a really multitasking, multifunctional man. That's it. I'm the Renaissance man. You are a Renaissance man, and you have the most amazing website that's in process. Uh, women are our future. Uh, just like it. it sounds, women uh, are, A-R-E, are, <laughs> oh, you are future, F-U-T-U-R-E. And um, he kind of ascribes to some of the things that Dee Dee Myers, see her book right up there? I do. And what does it say? What's the title, Christy? Why Women Should Rule the World. It's a great book. It's a great book. It's um, excuse me, Rick is I just sitting across and putting his finger in his mouth, cutting off his throat. It does not sound wrong. It sounds very, very good. And Bob, who's our guest today, is going to talk to us of... First, I'd like him to introduce himself and give us a little bit about a background of all the amazing things he's done. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, hey. Thanks, Sandra. Good to be here. Um, let's start with the fact that I uh, graduated from the University of Northern Colorado. I uh, was in the Coast Guard, uh, was a paralegal for years. I uh, had run about 20 different companies, and as I say in my bio, uh, some successful, some failures. That's the way businesses are. Uh, I'm a film director, uh, professor of film, uh, professor in acting, uh, and I'm on this new uh, project uh, mission um, to prove to the world that, and, and I just disagree a little bit with what Didi says, that women can run the world um, much better than men. And that, uh, I understand where Didi is coming from, but women would not rule the world, they would run it. Uh, then try to rule the world. Yeah, but I think it's just a good title for a book to make it sell. Oh, it's fabulous. And the book is excellent. It's awesome. It's, it's really done. Well. So, tell us about grandmothers. You have some interesting um, interesting information that really dates back to the formation of our country uh, concerning grandmothers. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I... Uh, I think that if we were to have grandmothers, especially the ones now, um, uh, grandmothers today are 50 years old. They're very powerful women. They know what they want. Uh, they, you know, they don't, um, you know, wear the funky old dresses. They, you know, very, very, uh, credible women. Uh, but grandmothers, um, the Algonquin tribe, um, which was the tribe that, 
was the group that had our first Thanksgiving um, had four um, branches of government, three of which we copied our country, which were the legislature, the executive, and the judicial. There was a judicial group of about three or four individuals. Then there was a legislative group that was uh, basically uh, voted on by the tribe. And then the the president, um, who was the chief. But the one thing we left out was the uh, grandmother council. Now, the grandmother council raised the children and was also the ones who chose the chief. They knew who he was. They, you know, this man would be passionate. He'd be a strong leader. And they are the ones that, that were allowed to choose that. The Kiowa tribe um, also has a uh, symbolism of the ten grandmothers, uh, based on you know long, long, long ago grandmothers. That uh, those are the people they they uh, pray to, basically uh, to bring good things upon the tribe that are in heaven. And each um, there's a symbol for each one of them carried around by ten, basically priests. Uh, along those lines, so that grandmothers have always been big in the Native American tribes and as well as in Africa. Uh, so I, I'm a big believer in grandmothers. Now, let's talk about that for a second here, because uh, grandmothers, um, interestingly enough, um, you have some philosophies on grandmothers about, like, teaching, sharing, speaking the truth, the true meaning of respect. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that philosophy? Well, um, my seminars and conferences are based on, on those three things, um, sharing, respect, and speaking the truth. And I've done a lot of research into that. And it, and grandmothers not only know how to share, because when, when you first tell someone, uh, that, you know, we need to share more, they think, oh, my gosh, we have to give more. And that's not necessarily true. That's not the true meaning of share. Uh, share is giving and receiving. And one of the things in my seminars I talk about is, is that you also need to learn how to receive because if you don't, then how can you receive love and, and God's blessings and everything else? You need to learn how to receive, and it's different than just giving. And sharing is is... All three of these are actions. They're things that you do, not just say. People have a tendency to go, oh, I share, oh, I, you know, I respect you, and uh, I, you know, this is the truth. Uh, but it, it actually has to do with action. Respect along those lines is, is more, than, more than just saying, uh, and not disrespecting someone is not respecting. It, it is action. It's, it's what leads us to respect. And, and we need to respect everyone, um, our country and the rest of the world, especially those that are ruled by the men. Um, it's all of a selfish thing rather than a respect. It's not uh, really truly respecting someone when you go in and try to take over their country. Um, and speaking the truth, grandmothers, uh, at least mine and every grandmother I've ever seen, especially to their grandchildren, speak the truth. They not their truth, it's not your truth, it is the truth. And um, you hear about that, you don't, and you see that from them. And, and they teach the sharing as well. I mean, I, I remember being four or five years old and my grandmother coming over and my You know, my Bob, I'm sorry to cut you off here. We need to go to commercial break. Uh, okay. This is Motherhood Talk Radio. I'm here with my guest, 
Bob Woolsey, and my lovely co-host in ankle weights, Christy Holly. Uh, when we come back to the break, we'll be talking more about grandmothers, and we are ready to go to break. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. No more mommy madness. This Sanity Hour is the antidote. It's the Sanity Hour with Ann Dunnewald. Monday evenings at 6, 7 central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Join Ann as she guides parents through issues that arise from simply living in our current high-energy, high-pressure culture of perfection and achievement. Moms and dads are bombarded daily. Sign up for this, buy that, enrich your child's life, enhance your child's development. Worry about this danger, provide this experience. Ann Dunnewald, Ph.D., is here to help. She's a licensed psychologist in independent practice in Dallas, specializing in women's mental health issues. And her mission here is to help women sort out the guilt and anxiety of the unrealistic demands of motherhood on a daily basis. For more information on her and her books, go to AnnDenewald.com. That's A-N-N-D-U-N-N-E-W-O-L-D.com. Arming women against the pressures of modern motherhood. Here to give moms balance and expectations. Cutting themselves some slack. It's the Sanity Hour with Ann Denewald. Monday evenings at 6, 7 central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com welcome back to motherhood talk radio the most powerful voice in women's issues for more information check out the website motherhoodtalkradio.com now let's get back to the show with your host sandra back and christy holly This is Sandra at Motherhood Talk Radio, and we are here with Bob Wolsey, and Bob Wolsey is talking uh, to us today about uh, the Grandmother's Council and selecting leaders and using grandmothers as leaders. And what's interesting is that, Christy, you actually are particularly close to your grandmother. Yes, I am. And how often do you see her? Well, I see her usually two times a week. And I help her, I, you know, I clean her house and I visit with her. She's 97, so she can't do, you know, the things that she used to do. So uh, I go over there and help her get things done. And um, she used to make, like, really, really great pies all the time. She's known as, like, the world-famous pie lady. Everybody that knows her knows about her pies, so... This past Sunday, I was over there, and I she was 
telling me how to make the pies, and I made five delicious pies, the pie crust and the pie filling, and she pretty much approved of them. That's amazing. So, and she's how old? She's, well, she's going to be 97, uh, September 27th. Oh, that is so awesome. I know. And, and prior to her getting sick, she's been sick recently, but prior to that, you know, you're very close to your grandmother. Is she like a second mother to you? Is she, you know, how would you describe your relationship with your grandmother? Uh, you know what? She, <laughs> she, she would give us whatever we wanted to. So I can't <laughs> say she's like my second mom because she never, she would never tell us no. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't really play favorite, although I will have to say that my baby brother, Michael, is her pride and joy, her favorite, but... Not you? No. Well, I, I'm probably the favorite granddaughter because I do see her the most, so I rank high, I think. Well, I know I do with her because I'm there all the time, but, um, no, she would always, she, you know, whatever we wanted, she would give it to us whatever, whenever we were over there, whatever we wanted to watch. I mean, she'd send my grandpa to the store five times to get whatever we wanted if, you know, they didn't have what we wanted in the house. I mean, she, they spoiled us rotten, but, but you know. lots of love. Lots and now, of love. Oh, yeah, totally. When you have your own family and your own children, you still make time to take care of her, which yeah. says a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, you know, it's hard sometimes because the kids, you know, they they are busy killing each other. <laughs> I have to divide my time when I'm there, but you know, it's it's all good. It's it's worth it, you know, and it's worth it for my kids to to be around her. Also, you know, they get to you know see what she's like, and and I don't know, it's awesome. It is. Well, I always think of your grandmother, like whenever, you know, we talk, when I talk to Bob and we talk about the grandmother council and, you know, I think of my own grandmother who, even though she wasn't particularly nice to me, <laughs> I was not her favorite granddaughter at all. Like not even close. I don't think I was in the running. And uh, my grandmother came from Germany and uh, she came from Dresden and she was of the ilk that children are seen and not heard and I used to talk all the time and um, so she had a particular issue with that. But one thing I did like about my grandmother is that she was um, she was very good at, at compromising. She would do anything for her grandchildren, particularly my oldest brother, um, <laughs> who was her favorite. She actually made Christmas cookies one year and said to the rest of us hooligans, she's like, okay, now don't you kids eat this. These are just for Stevie. <laughs> and, of course, my older brother Stephen sat there going, these cookies are all for me. <laughs> but by and large, I mean, she was not... Um, she would rather nurture us and take care of us. I mean, it's like when we went there, it's like we were her whole focus and total priority, um, which I think is interesting. Bob, how does that fit, like, you know, Christie's and my quick stories about grandmothers, how does that fit with what you see, like, in your grandmother statistics? Um, I see that incredibly very, very similar. Uh, if you look at both of those stories, uh, yeah, they have, we all do. And the fact is, is that uh, one of the things that I talk to them about is, is whether or not you would send your daughter or son to war. And I've come up with the fact that not one of them would. So uh, the compromising thing, absolutely. Uh, they are the. I mean, I was before we went to break. I was telling, I was going to tell the story of my grandmother and my cousin. And we were fighting over a toy, 
my grandmother came over and said, okay, Dennis, you get it for 10 minutes. Bob, you get it for 10 minutes. Well, about six minutes into it, we just left. So, but it, it's that sharing kind of thing and quality really look at people a lot differently. I think it has to do with their wisdom of growing older and seeing, you know, and, and I know it's true, the mistakes I made with my children. And, uh, yeah, uh, I can see uh, Grandma sending out Grandpa five times to get what they want because they're going to spoil their children. I spoil my grandchildren. Uh, and I'm sure it's the Bill Cosby thing, you know, that's where kids come around and go, you know, I had to beg, borrow, and steal from my dad to get a dollar, and now I'm, you know, oh, look, I've got 20 bucks here. Who wants it? <laughs> so it's just that kind of thing. And there was another interesting statistic, and it's uh, two groups of women, uh, approximately 17,000 women, were asked who sexually abused them when they were children, uh, and you know, 42% were stepfathers. 10% were you know, fathers, 8% were brothers, sisters was another, and aunts, and even great aunts got in there yeah. as well. But not one grandmother out of those 17,000 women ever sexually. Absolutely. So let me clarify for that, because, Bob, it's hard to understand you. I realize you're on a cell phone calling in from, where are you today? What's that? Where are you today? I'm, uh, I'm in Savannah. So you're in Savannah, Georgia. You flew today, but you still managed to make it on the phone today, so we appreciate that. We do recognize that you're on a cell phone, which might be hard to hear. So I'm just going to clarify that statement there. Of the 17,000 women in a study who were sexually abused, not one grandmother was reported to ever have sexually abused a child. That's a pretty compelling statistic. That's that's, that's, that's incredible. Uh, I'm sorry I am on a cell. Uh, they tried to get the phone in here to work, uh, and it didn't. with the cell. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we can hear you, but at now. times I'm going to I'm going to come in and, and clarify, especially if they're really, you know, compelling statistic. And in that, there's a similar study too of 3,300 men also who were uh, sexually abused, and again, not one of them reported it being done by a grandmother, which is just an amazing statistic, don't you think, Christy? I do. I do. You know, but it makes sense. I look at my mother and your mother, you know, who are grandmothers, and, you know, they are definitely a do-no-harm, and they're very, I think, like, when I look at my mom, she's much more patient and understanding with my grandchildren, I think, than, uh, you know, as a a parent. And probably when, Christy, you and I become grandparents or grandmas, um, you know, we probably will find it to be more patient, too, don't you think? I do. I think so. I was talking to my mother-in-law before I came over here, and she was just saying that she couldn't describe, you know, what a grandmother felt like, but she knew that it was just so different and wonderful um, to be a grandma. And she she just, she said that she just loved, loved, loves it, and she... She, does, she couldn't describe what it was, but that it was so different and so special. And she had, I mean, and I watch her with my kids when I'm, like, losing my mind. She's, she will come in and just, like, settle things, like, a way that just she can do. 
Well, there's know? an authority there. Like the one thing I see is my kids will look at me, run around like lunatics, going, oh, we don't wear pants, you know, and I can't get them to wear pants on. The minute my mom says, now, Wacky, it's time to put your pants on, he, like, marches over, puts his pants on. You know, complete authority she has in a loving manner. She doesn't raise her voice. She doesn't hit. She doesn't coerce. She just simply requests that this get done. Does that happen to you? Yes, and it's kind. it's great. But then I'm like, gosh darn it, how did she, you know, she didn't threaten them. She didn't tra- take anything away. And they're just, they just do, it's like she's got them under a spell. It's true. You know, my mom too. And my dad. Well, my dad's a grandpa, but but mostly, like, they're, like, they run to my grandma, or their grandma. Yep. You know, and they love, they just love them so much. I don't know. It's, it's, it's awesome. Well, it's like, it's like, it's interesting, you know, because one of the things that Bob had talked to about with me is like, grandmothers are not assertively combative. And it's like, my mother isn't combative with my grandchildren or with her grandchildren, my children at all. Um, but there's a sense of authority. There's a sense of wisdom. There's a sense of, I don't know what the kids pick up on, but, but she's also eminently fair. Yeah. So is my mother-in-law and my mom. You know, it's different. I, I don't know. What is, it, what is it, Bob? Is it something that happens when you become the transition from being a mom to a grandma? Well, it, it, part of it is, is, is it's still in our DNA that grandmothers were the ones that actually ran and, and taught the children. And so that's part of it as well. There's a wisdom, like you were just speaking about, that comes to them, but they don't quite understand what it is because they don't see it any differently, but there is. There's a wisdom of being older, and like I said, you know, they don't. They now understand a little bit better about the mistakes that they made when they were mothers, and also they know what is and what worked and, and things along those lines. They also know how to spoil their grandchildren differently than parents do. It's a, you know, it's a different thing as well. Plus, there's that wisdom is is that once they get to the point, they can hand them back to you, the parents, <laughs> they'll have them. That but, is true. But even more so, they have an understanding about the world that most people don't. And that is, you, you guys keep speaking exactly what I'm saying, is, is that there's a respect that they have for, for everyone. They also understand what sharing is about and how to allocate. Uh, the other thing is to speak the truth. Another thing that women have that men don't have, and I've done a lot of research on this, and there's, it goes back to a group of gorillas called the Bonobos. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, because all I've done is read about it. But there's that part of them that, um, and men are, got, we, we just, we decide that we're going to do one thing and then we're going to do another thing. We make a list of things and then mark them off to anything. Uh, women don't do that. They're like, you guys have like 10 things going on at the same time, and guess what? They all get done at time of page by that. And I think that's part of what I see is just that men try to rule the world and try to build, you know, bigger things. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a picture of Atlanta. I think, you know, 95% of the people involved there were men. If it were women that did that, we'd have better gardens. We, uh, it would be oh, just a different well, style. Bob, we got to go to break. <laughs> I ran out. We got to go to break. Mom, here's your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. 
giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Combine snide and remark, and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights, and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home, and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters. With segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valya Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valya Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Back and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Back coming to you live from an office with a crying, angry child on my lap. Yahoo! Yahoo! That's why we missed the uh, last cue. I apologize, Bob. I apologize to the listeners for not exiting us out of that. <laughs> we had a mini meltdown over here. But since it's Motherhood Talk Radio, it's all good. It's allowed. It's Absolutely. allowed. And, boy, when you talk about those patients that a grandmother has. I know. Where is the We need a grandmother right now. We need a grandmother. <laughs> right, Zach? Do we need grandma? Yeah. yeah. We need grandma. Soon enough. Soon enough. We're going to be getting on an airplane tomorrow and going to New York to see my mother and father and brothers and sisters. Yay. Yay. So I will not be on the air with you, Christy. We're going to oh, have... Um, I'm going to miss you see. terribly. Are you? I will. No, you're going to have Suzanne Sladek-Wilson. She's going to be hosting for the next two weeks. Good, good. Yep, we're going to have the cradle, and then we're going to have some, I don't know, some bead person, some craft person that's really good on. You can't say some bead person. He's a wonderful bead person. Okay, well, listen, I am crafting <laughs> impaired. I know. I am, too. I'm Bob, who starts with the B is wondering if he's a bee person. Yeah. 
Oh, well, we are here today with Bob Wolsey, and Bob Wolsey is the owner and operator of WomenAreOurFuture.com. I encourage you guys to go and check that out. The site is currently under construction, so you'll see some things uh, that aren't quite finished yet, but overall it's a great project. And, Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about your project? Well, we do um, seminars, and we, one of the things I, I really believe is that get this going you know, and the cliche is grassroots, but for me it's not. It's uh, visiting churches, speakers' groups, visiting uh, women's groups, and then holding seminars. And next year we have a, a grandmother convention uh, planned where we're going to discuss a lot of topics, everything from birth control to uh, how uh, grandmothers can get more involved and how they can help their, uh, their daughters get involved. One of the things that... We certainly need, and there's a, a huge cry for it, is more women in science, uh, because that's going to bring a different perspective. There. And more uh, women in technology, Motherhood Incorporated, plug, shameless plug. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Do. Uh, we, want. we need more women everywhere, basically. Um, one of the things that uh, Geraldine Ferrara talks about is when her first job was as a uh, district attorney in New York, was that the uh, her boss said, you better be good because you're taking a man's job. Uh, you would never hear uh, that the other way around. Uh, hopefully one day, as uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said, is that we're all able to do all of those things. It's interesting, I, you know, I'm getting on my soapbox here as well, is that women had the right to vote after slaves did. I think they should have both had the right to vote in it. Yeah, that is an amazing statistic, but it's still prevalent today. I mean, recently, I mean, this was within a couple of years. I do play softball, and um, I was playing softball down in Santa Monica a couple of years ago, and I picked up a bat, and it was a heavy bat, you know. It was, and I was still, hmm, do I want to swing with this bat or whatever? And actually, one of the guys on my own team came up and said, you know, he's like, you might not want to use that. That's a man's bat. What? Yeah, and I looked it up, and I'm like, it doesn't have any balls. But, you know, <laughs> I've never heard of that. You're like, a man's bat. You, you had to use it, didn't you? Oh, I did. did I did. I hit a double it? or a triple, you know. But, you know, uh, this is a man's bat. Good you know. for you. Well, and that's something. part of it. Is everyone thinks of it as a man's world. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, the big debate was is whether or not we want to have a woman president first or black. And I'm thinking, why don't we just get a really good president? I know. It's not a matter of, of the other thing. Uh, the other one of the things I found out, which I didn't believe, is this, you know the uh, the Lyon family uh, are actually ran by the women. The king is just there, and I hate to say this on your show, just to procreate. Uh, they feed him, they take yeah, care of him. that's okay. Work for us. <laughs> we already know that. <laughs> yes. But, uh, it's inter- I mean, it's interesting. We we think of the, quote, Lion King, but actually it should have been the Lion Queen, not just one of them. The, it's the pride that runs the group, and he's just fed and taken care of. So it's, to, and the Bonobos uh, have one of the least violent uh, groups in the uh, chimpanzee uh, gorilla slash ape uh, they, uh, they're run by women, basically. It, their uh, structure is based on where the woman stands, where the female stands, not the other way around. So how did the human race manage to muck it up? You know, if, like, the lion pride is run by a woman, we've got apes, you know, 
<laughs> Rich just looked at you looking at me. Um, no, I was just wondering, like, how did it happen then that we became so patriarchal? Um, that's the answer is, is that we were. 90% of the gorilla family is patriarchal, and that's what they, if you look at, they're the ones that, that are the most violent. There was an uh, interesting statistic that Jane Goodall came up with was is that the only females that attack just to attack are the ones without children. So that's an interesting look upon things as well. Uh, well, now then, I know, Bob, like not, not to get, make this like an, a course in etymology, but, but there's some bug that like eats its, its spouse after mating. The black widow. Uh, that would be the black widow. The black widow or the praying mantis, right? Doesn't the praying mantis like eat the guy? Praying mantis does something? as well. Uh, bites off the head of her. Bites the head <laughs> off her mate. That's what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> you just have sex. Five seconds of pleasure, you get your head bit off. <laughs> but so, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I have guppies, you know, and the guppies, the, the, the male guppy sometimes eats the baby guppies. And then I have had um, a girlfriend with cats, and the father cat killed the, the runt of the litter. The baby cat ripped him apart. And, um, you know, we see these things in nature where the fathers kill the children or, you know, you know the, the female eats the mate. By and large, women don't generally, I mean, I know we see it in the news media, women don't generally kill their children. They don't. Are there any other species, like, you know, that that have an aggressive mother, other than protecting her young? No, not at all. No mothers uh, show up that as well, and second-generation grandmothers do not. The apes, uh, when they have a battle to figure out who the male alpha is going to be, um, if the, uh, the non-parent takes over, he will kill all the young, because she wants his young. Um, and they're not there. So it, it, it's nature is is shows this over and over and over again. But in matriarchal societies, those are the ones that that seem to have less not seem to they have less violence. They have less possessiveness. They also um, treat their young quite a bit differently. Um, if you look back at the Native Americans, uh, most of the most of the children were raised by mothers as a as a community, not as individuals. So you the tribe becomes more important than individualism. And well, it's like that African proverb where you know Hillary Clinton made it famous, but I think it's an old African proverb that it takes a village to raise a child. And I would uh, say, Christy, that's true, especially in this day and age. I agree. I agree. I always need help. It's hard. I mean, it's yes. like between working and, um, you know, raising a family, keeping a house, you know, keeping food on the table, you know, all these things, you know, we multitask. And I think women of our generation that, you know, combine working with child rearing, it's like there's no way you could do it all alone. No. And it's not good. No, not at like, all. And, and I think women, I think, I know women uh, do that as a group better than men. Uh, if we were left to raise our children... <laughs> Which is why I mean, but there's, I don't want you know downplay the, the the people, the men that are fathers. I think that they do an excellent job. But in general, if we were allowed to do that, I, I can't imagine our world. But women are the ones that are involved in PTAs and PTOs and things along those lines. They're the ones that that are out front. 
know, the big thing for me is it's fifty two percent of uh, the population is is female. And we have, uh, for example, only seven percent of the uh, directors in Hollywood are. We have twenty two percent of the Congress people. We only have two percent in the Senate. We only have two people on on the on the Supreme Court. And I keep going. You know, they're saying, "Oh, we're going to get three. and I'm like, "Well, why don't we have six? Uh, the, the decisions along those lines. Uh, for example, I go back to this is the man's world, and I was on the rape crisis team in college, and the way the law treats women who have been uh, raped or sexually abused, it, it, uh, I can't even describe it. it, it it's outlandish. I don't understand how we could do that. Um, it is. It's an amazing society in which we live. Yep. So what, what do you think... You what do you think, Bob, the grandmothers can bring? Like, how do we bring about change? You know, we have only, you know, a minute or two left. How how can grandmothers help bring about change, or how can we get grandmothers involved? What are some of the ideas that you have? My idea is, is that um, we need to start voting for more grandmothers in Congress. We need to vote them more into uh, uh, local government so that we can start training them to become that. If you look at nations now, for example, in Northern Africa, uh, several of them are now uh, going to more females, and now they've become less violent than they were. And, and so those are good things. The proof is in the pudding. Is that things become matriarchal, things improve. Um, and I think I said that there is not a grandmother in the world that would send their child to war. Not one. I talked, I've talked to over a thousand of them. Not one of them. My grandmother, when I was a young man, said that if I got drafted, we were going to Canada. So it's, it would be a different world, and so we need to get them more involved. We need to get uh, women and mothers involved, too. I, I, we talked a lot about grandmothers, but mothers um, are going to be grandmothers one day, but also they're... I, and don't have to open your ears. Open your ears is, is that mothers and women are actually better leaders. Well, I think so. I do too. I've done the study. I mean, I've looked at the studies. I've talked to people. Uh, they are. They're better leaders because they multicast. They look into things themselves, which is right. Men have a tendency to rely on other people to do that. Women don't. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for being our guest today. We're here with Bob Wolsey of WomenAreOurFuture.com. It's a great organization. I encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, I'm here with my lovely co-host, Christy Holly. I want to thank Rona Brennan for, I'm sorry, Brynan. Brynan. <laughs> Brynan for her great health tips today. And um, I want to thank Carrie in Texas and Rick, who's in the other office. We're going to see you guys again next week. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.